Well, happy Easter. Did that not seem like just the longest Lent ever? I don't know. Maybe it's that way every year, but it just seemed to me like between the winter that would just not let go and all the gray and cold, it just felt like a really long Lent to me. And I'm really glad to have it in the rearview mirror, to be honest with you. I always look forward to Lent every year, and I'm always happy when it's done. (laughs) And that's the way it should feel at Easter. You know, Easter is about really overturning our expectations. And in some ways, Easter is kind of like the surprise ending that we get so often in the Gospels. But really, I don't know why it's a surprise because Jesus told his disciples that this was going to happen. And he told them over and over and over again, and they didn't get it. But he was as good as his word, and he has risen from the tomb. And in many ways, even though Jesus said, this is what's going to happen, this is what I'm going to do, it is still about overturning our expectations. And this is really what Jesus did throughout his whole life. You know, the long foretold king, he was born in a stable. And the great teacher, he had nothing in common with the religious teachers of his time. And really, almost all of his parables have this twist ending to them. The father takes the prodigal son back without telling him off. The shepherd abandons 99 sheep to look for one that's lost. That's just crazy talk. Jesus rides triumphantly into Jerusalem and then is arrested and killed. And in every case, Jesus seems to do the opposite of what is expected. And his greatest flaunting of the conventional wisdom, of course, was his greatest triumph. When everyone around him, his followers, his friends and disciples, were sure that his mission was finally and permanently over because he was dead, he rises triumphant from the grave. And in doing that, he's changed forever what we can expect and what we can hope for. And today's gospel is a great example of that. Each of the four gospels has a slightly different scene of the resurrection and what this looks like. In this morning's gospel, Jesus meets Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, and they greet him. In one of the gospels, it's just Mary Magdalene who initially mistakes him for the gardener. And then in John's gospel, Jesus doesn't appear at all. It's just the angel saying, yeah, he's not here. One of the details of these resurrection accounts that I really like is the small detail, uh, which wasn't in today's gospel, I think it's in Luke, where the, uh, the cloth that covered his face in the tomb is rolled up and put aside by itself. And the reason that that's such an important detail is because it is evidence of the fact that he's actually risen. Because if someone had simply come and stolen his body, they wouldn't pause to like wrap up the cloths and set them aside by themselves. They would just go and leave the cloths in a pile. I love that little detail. But 
all of these accounts with their variations and their, their different setups are all designed to help us understand that the empty tomb itself proclaims Christ's resurrection. And that's important because whatever it is we expect, whatever it is we fear, God has something greater in store for us. We expect that death is the end, and it isn't. We expect that we're going to be punished for our sins, and instead we're forgiven. We expect to find Jesus' body in the tomb, but it isn't because he is risen. And that's what this Easter gospel is all about. We have had enough experiences of death. And disappointment and pain have been frequent companions for us. And we live in a society more infected by toxic polarization than we have ever experienced before. And given those things, it would be easy to despair or to give in to cynicism. But we know that death's power is not absolute and that sin and suffering are not more powerful than forgiveness and compassion. Because we have died with Christ, we have also risen with Christ. Suffering and death are not any less real, but we know that they are not the end of the story. Lent is about 40 days long, depending on how you count it. I think if you're being rigorous, it's about 43 and a half days. But the Easter season is 50 days long. And the message there is that our joy and celebration at the resurrection of Christ should dwarf the penitential and introspective mood of Lent. And so throughout these 50 days, it is time to show the world that our expectations have changed by the way we live, by the way we treat each other, and by the things that we hope for. Now is the time to reveal that Christ is risen and that we are changed people because of it.